0: Yeah, I'm going to say it. We have some proper back and forth when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the actual sound that represents these elements, right? And we definitely have moments where you know, there's this back and forth of like no, but wait, no, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell me your perspective.
1: I mean, I feel the same way. Yeah. I I feel like
0: This is the What Is Sexy podcast. Here we are exploring sexy in every possible way so that you can experience and embrace your own sexy as you define it. Join us with guest experts and friends from around the world as we discuss sexiness and the sexy self as a gateway to mind-body-spirit healing, intuitive intelligence, and self-actualization that permeates every area of our lives. Today we got deep. I am with my husband in this episode being interviewed by our mutual friend Dr. Carly Carrado, founder of Enliven Leadership. And we go there. You're going to hear the ins and outs of what it's like to work with your partner in relationship and also the specifics of what we've been building together and um yeah, I definitely had some emotions come up around this. So uh, excited to hear your feedback and let's get into it.
2: I'm not hosting the podcast today. I'm Carly and I am so excited to be here with you two, Lasara and Nathan, as the multifaceted creators and facilitators of powerful sound and immersive experiences that you two are. Ah, and to learn more about sexy sound healing and sexy self-actualize that you're building together boldly as a husband and wife team. <laughs> 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 so I'm just gonna start with your bios just to set the stage, starting with Nathan. Nathan Denon is a producer, composer, and songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, vocalist, and visual artist. He is the executive producer of Sexy Sound Healing, where he oversees production for transformational music curation, everything from emotional release, heightened brain function, and embodied safety, to sexual pleasure, meditative journeys, and intuitive development. He also oversees the licensing and personalized departments of sexy sound healing, which offer custom sound journeys for individuals and healing practitioners, as well as branded music for podcasts and businesses, marketing needs. Nathan has a masters of nonprofit administration and has supported thousands of nonprofits across the United States out. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do a little raise the roof. Raise the do that? Arf, arf. <laughs> arf. And Lasara is a Forbes featured founder, energy healer, musical artist, songwriter, and host of What is Sexy podcast. She hails from a rich ancestry of both medicine women and civil rights educators who worked with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in the 1960s. Global audiences as large as 15,000 people have experienced her dynamic, multilingual live performances. Lisara founded Sexy Self Actualized and Sexy Sound Healing, the world's first custom channeled music tech and self actualization platform designed for changemakers and trailblazers to develop their intuition and energetic mastery so that they can embody their full potential and enjoy the juiciness of life as their sexy self. Hmm. Hey, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we're going to be doing a lot of dancing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. So we have to hear more about these because just the names of these two platforms makes you want to lean in and say, what? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Here you two are um, with these incredibly rich backgrounds and you're working together. What are you working on and how did it come about? Mm. Oh, I will
0: start with how it came about. Um, because there have been multiple iterations. (laughs) Sexy sound healing is a part of what is now Sexy Self-Actualized. And Sexy Self-Actualized is this space where people can come together through a platform on demand and receive tools, healing, uh, guidance, information, training, that helps them detach from old ways of thinking and being, connect to intuitive development and the interconnectedness with nature and all beings, and to embody energetic mastery, sovereignty, and this self-commitment that then translates to high performance and discipline and juicy fun, these are not mutually exclusive y'all, that enables what we call self-actualization. First it was sexy sound healing and sexy sound healing was born out of a need to have a greater range of offerings of frequency and sound that could support healing beyond the standard meditation. It's fun to get quiet and be still, and we appreciate that. And we offer plenty of those types of audios and meditations as well. But where I saw a gap in my own progress with sound healing when I first discovered it was, you know, okay, when I needed to feel calm or to, you know, relax my nervous system, there was stuff, you know, on the internet or wherever that I could listen to, but when I wanted to get energized and feel lit, and I fucking love to dance you know and party um when I wanted to have music for every other area of my life, and let's keep it real, we're not meditating most of the day unless we live in a place or the ashram or we're at a retreat, cetera. Um, Or that's your actual work is to meditate all day, right? That's not the majority of people on the planet. (laughs) What is the music, the sound, the support that will guide us through the rest of our lives? That was the question I wanted to answer and the gap that I wanted to bridge. Sexy sound healing with the incredible support of our executive producer, Nathan, is this place where we merge the sounds of mainstream music with scientifically proven healing frequencies so that you can experience this energetic optimization no matter what you're doing. Even if you're only, you get five seconds away from the kids while you're walking to the car, right? (laughs) You can receive that healing on demand. And that coupled with the vocal channeling this intuitive gift that I discovered some years ago that supports clearing energetic and emotional blocks in people's energetic fields supports releasing stuff so that you can call in more of what you desire. You can embody more of who you are.
2: Oh my goodness. There's so much here and what you're speaking to is a huge gap that I haven't heard even named many places Mm. of yes, so I can find music to meditate to, but what about when I want to party or all (laughs) the other way, all the other things that I do in my life and to detach from the old ways, some of these words that stood out to me, embody energetic mastery, sovereignty, juiciness, fun. Uh, what a huge need that you're filling with this And the possibility that you can have really delicious music that's danceable, that's, you know, to pre-party with, and that it can also be merged with the scientifically proven frequencies. So I'm just like loving this already. I can see the gap, but it's a huge step to actually act on it and to say yes to something so big and to, and for both of you to do it at the same time. Um, that's a leap right there. So why did you say yes? Oh, I can't wait to hear his answer. (laughs) I gotta give some context. So
0: (laughs) I need to say that I have worked with, you know, billion dollar organizations And presented to C-level executives and supported C-level executives at these organizations. And I have never put in the amount of detail and nuance and time that I did to put together a presentation to pitch my husband (laughs) to join (laughs) Sexy Sound Healing as the executive producer. So, I do want to share about why I knew he was the perfect person, but I'd also love to hear about why you said yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I've been on my own kind of personal journey um, and growing and understanding in connection to the power of frequency and um, just really expanding with the idea and the understanding that this is all frequency. Mm-hmm. When you approached me with this idea, I have already just been kind of in my mind thinking, gosh, there's some there's all these things. There's music. There's like uh, energy. There's frequency. Somehow they're all related. And as my kind of understanding of of what all this is in life, um, I started making connections and going, gosh, Oh yes, that's why music is so powerful because music is frequency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, thinking about tying that all together um, was interesting to me. Like, oh yeah, let's let's explore the idea of of utilizing frequency um, with with music. And as a music maker and music consumer, I love all different kinds of genres of music. And I too had the feeling like. I actually wanted to add to what you were saying. Um, Mm. what we're doing is also just kind of building more accessibility. I think that a lot of people might have blocks around like, oh, sound healing is woo woo and spiritual and all that kind of stuff. And I think in kind of like breaking down those barriers and those, those thoughts and saying, no, actually sound healing could be funk. Sound healing can be Afrobeat. Sound healing can be all these different things. Um, That really intrigues me. And Mm -hmm. I love the feeling of like, oh, I'm maybe like doing something that has never been done before in terms of exposing people that might have had their walls up and said like, no, I'm not interested in that woo -woo stuff to like be like, oh, this is healing music. Cool. I could get down with this. So that's what really intrigued me.
2: Yeah. What's really standing out to me is shifting it from like taking the medicine that doesn't taste very good. Like, okay, I'll do some of my healing, you know, even people that really care about healing, sometimes it can feel like a chore and you're completely flipping that paradigm to be Something that is fun, that adds, that's part of the party. I've worked with Lissara. I know that everything she does is a party. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. (laughs) Yeah, and I just, I love what you're sharing, Nathan, about this possibility that you saw of, well, everything is energy and frequency can be healing. What if we bring this together with music? And you're a musician for many years. So it just, it makes a lot of sense to bring it together and Lissara has spoken about the pitch deck. What, what? <laughs> it was still a leap though. Like, what had you say, yes? I,
1: I mean.
0: <laughs> that was a big ass pitch deck.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think that I, I also have personal reasons for why I t- took this leap and honestly didn't feel like much of a leap. Um, But, you know, I've, as you mentioned, I've been a recording artist, performing artist for a long time. And I, you know, I started getting burnout. And a couple years back, I kind of felt like, wow, there's another way that I could make a contribution musically that feels more fulfilling. Um, And, you know, this was right before the pandemic and I had decided, you know what, I, I kind of want to get more into production, I'd always paid for recording, you know, had to rely on somebody else uh, behind the mixing board to, to make sure I sound good when I and pay a lot of money um, to, to record albums. Um, and I was like, why can't I do this? And mm-hmm. so I sort of made this switch in life. I invested in a little personal home studio. I got into sync licensing, which for folks that might not know what that is, basically is just music for various media, you know, movies, commercials, TV, uh, et cetera. When Lisara brought this proposal to me, um, <laughs> I, it was kind of like, oh my God, here's an awesome opportunity to really expand my chops. You know, I've been doing production for a couple of years now and, you know, i I don't suck, but I definitely felt like <laughs> I had a lot of room for growth. And I think this was a really awesome opportunity because I knew that she wanted a lot of different genres of music. And if you talk to any producer, just a lot of them stay in one lane. Mm-hmm. Like you've got hip hop producers and that's all they do. Yeah. Um, and that could take years and years of mastery. Um, but there was something really intriguing about like, oh, cool. I could produce Afro beats. like, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be essentially challenged with really capturing the essence of a certain genre that i've never even listened to before let alone tried to you know produce so that was really intriguing to me
2: Hmm. what a powerful shift that you made in your career to it just sounds like like technic hitting technicolor where it's like you had the palette and then all of a sudden all this you made a shift where All of this possibility to explore your creativity and um, really enjoy your work happened when you said yes to the infamous deck. (laughs) (laughs) You started to speak uh, a little bit about your production. Um, How would you describe your production style?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know that I would necessarily say that I have a style um, because again, I'm, you know, I'm really going cross genre and, um, doing a lot of different types of productions um, i do i would say that I, I definitely have um, priorities when it comes to production, um, and I think they match um, the same priorities that I had as had and have as a performing artist and a recording artist, which is one um, always focused on capturing an emotion. Um, I know that there 's so much popular music out there that 's good, but it doesn 't really grab at any kind of heartstrings or, or, you know, move me in any kind of way emotionally. And so I've always had a strong desire to make sure that anything that I'm creating can really connect and, and, and elicit some kind of emotion for the consumer. Um, I think the other thing is, um, maintaining and keeping a human element in the music Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a lot of production out there and technology is advancing. I mean, at this point in time, you don't even need a human to really produce music. You, you, we got AI to do that. <laughs> and like, um, there's so many plugins and things that you could do in production to just make the most squeaky clean productions that just are flawless. And for some, that's beautiful and they love it. And that's how they want to go about, you know, producing, and I have respect for that. For me, I've always had a desire to maintain the human element of music. Um, So when I was uh, recording my first two albums, uh, I would have conversations with the producers that I worked with saying like, hey, I want you to like, leave in those, those kind of sour notes that I might hit every once in a while. Like they'd always ask me, do you want to do another take of that? And I'd say, No, I think I think we should keep that because that kind of, again, captures the the humanness of of the expression. In my producing, I'm always kind of trying to make sure that even if I'm using, like, let's say a sample or if I'm um, using a certain plug in that I'm still trying to, like, make it feel like it's being played by a human. (laughs) <laughs> and so that might mean being slightly off the beat or like having, you know, every once in a while something feel a little bit off just to to give it that sense of like, this is a human performance as opposed to just like a really clean cut, graft out type of musical expression.
0: I really appreciate that you said that because it's not something that I considered when I knew you were the perfect person for this role. But something that is really a crucial element of sexy self-actualized and sexy sound healing is taking ancient wisdom and sound healing is one of the oldest forms of healing that exists on the planet. Bringing this, this wisdom, this healing from, yeah, the roots from that human place and bridging it with kind of modern life is a really important element. And when I'm vocal channeling each week in what we call our, quote, doses of music medicine, which is specifically channeled for the energy fields of the people in Sexy Sound Healing at that time, it sounds like anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it can sound like the perfect notes of the best singer and it can sound Frankly, it could sound weird, right? Because the point is channeling a sound that's going to support somebody releasing. And I just really appreciate that you said that because maintaining the human element in the experience of our divinity as we move toward greater self actualization is a really um, a really important thing to to capture, to actually embrace, and to love the part of ourselves that is not a machine that does Mm. not necessarily sound exactly the same. Every single time Mm. we are not factories. We are divinity in human form. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's something that guides your production.
1: Yeah.
2: There's, there's something about what, what you shared about the music that, uh, about this capturing an emotion, this human element, that, uh, elicits this contemplation I was having before the episode about you two specifically creating this. I've connected with both of you separately and together, but each of you individually, there's a depth in connecting with you. Like there's an intimacy, there's a realness and it's just part of who you are. You just bring that out of people. And so, and that's part of this power and you two being together and having this really, uh, special love together. What you're speaking is this evocation of the realness, the rawness Mm. of the human experience. And I think that that is in your wheelhouse and it's helping me understand why your music is so powerful.
0: Mm. And so I I want to landing for me.
2: (laughs) Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's true. Um, and I want to know more about your creative process or the process that you bring people through via these platforms. Mm. Tell me more.
0: There's definitely a Detailed process on the back end that <laughs> nobody sees. <laughs> so uh, to give a verbal behind the scenes, every single sound that is curated and co-created between us is highly intentional in terms of what is the experience that we are facilitating for the member for the individual who will listen to this. Mm -hmm. Are they listening to this because they want to connect to their intuition? Are they listening to this because they want to release the rage that they were feeling and they still have the rest of their day that they need to go, you know, do work and get shit (laughs) done. And so they have five minutes to witness themselves and to release it. Um, which we do have a whole subcategory in this body of work called emotional releases for that exact purpose. Um, what is what is the thing that somebody's needing throughout their day? And in particular, what is the thing someone's needing throughout their day that they cannot find in another place? Mm-hmm. Right? So the emotional releases are a great example of something where, you know, in five to seven minutes, if they're feeling anxious, if they're feeling angry, if they're feeling grief, Instead of trying to push that down, which is not healthy, right? Instead of trying to suppress it, they can give themselves this brief time to witness it with the, this healing that actually has the frequency of that emotion embedded, engineered into the audio, where they can feel it, witness, process, and then be taken through it to come back to a regulated state of, of being, you know, neutral, if you will, so that they can continue on with their day. Each audio starts with a very clear, um, mutually understood intention of, okay, this is the experience that we're facilitating when they press play on this track.
1: Yeah. And I would just add to that too. I mean, down to like timestamps, you know, because some of the audios are guided meditation some of them are just strictly instrumental but for the guided meditation you know there might be like okay Lisa is gonna have an introduction that lasts a minute or two and then it kind of getting into a warm-up and a breathing and and so it's like making sure that we're clear on like what, you know, what that person should be, or we w- desire for them to experience at that moment in mm-hmm. that individual audio. So, you know, there might be a 30 minute audio and there's a bunch of kind of progressions for that. So that's definitely mm. part of it as well.
0: Oh, that's so true. And, you know, we, we are, you know, we're called Sexy Sound Healing. We have, we go there, <laughs> <laughs> right? We have a whole uh, subcategory that is love and sex and, and also some shadow work and things that, Um, You know, BDSM Fantasy is coming out next week. (laughs) He's finishing that up, I think, today. Um, And so...
1: I was literally next door like, oh, God, I hope these sounds that are coming out of my headphones aren't too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Because I
0: was recording before, and I didn't didn't hear anything. Um, I know you know this, Carly, as an expert facilitator. Sometimes we need space to feel safe enough to go into a place, and sometimes we also need aftercare... Um, especially if it's something like BDSM, you're um, exploring, intentionally testing your boundaries, right? So being able to ensure that you are in a place of safety, psychological, physiological safety, um, that you are staying connected to self connected to, um, the breath and body and your sense of sovereignty and your sense of consent, um, that is something that we're considering every step of the way based on what the, again, what the, the main experience is that the person's going to go for. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say it. We have some proper back and forth when it comes to... (laughs) 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 when it comes to the actual sound that represents these elements, right? And, you know, we both come from very different musical backgrounds. Um, And we're we're both extremely multi-genre, but we also both have very different cultural backgrounds, different life lived experiences. I've lived in a lot of different countries. And so that also colors how I see music Sometimes when we're thinking about a particular emotion or experience, even within the same genre, we have wildly different ideas of what that sounds like. <laughs> and so we definitely have moments where, you know, there's this back and forth of like, no, but wait, no, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell me your perspective.
1: I mean, I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I feel like... Um, I mean, part of the challenge of it is uh, we're all individuals. We're all, you know, like operating on our own frequency and we all have our tastes and our likes. And it's, you know, a challenge is like stepping back from or stepping out of yourself and, and trying to imagine, okay, is this an experience that, you know someone else might have you know I, I don't know it's it's, it's it's interesting because yeah besides taste in music and, and we, we even get into like instrumentation like I love the organ I love vintage electric piano I, that's just the sound that I grew up on like you mentioned mm-hmm. and she's not so into it but I think that there there's something about them sonically speaking that can really Carry or sort of bring one into a certain emotion, um, but that's my experience. That's my lived experience. Is that other people's lived experience? I don't know. So, yeah, I would say that like a, an exciting, fun challenge for us constantly is st- each of us individually stepping out of our own lived experience and and trying to decide if what we're creating is going to be something that will be received just in mass, in general, mm. by people.
0: Mm. You just reminded me (laughs) of a recent back and forth we had about a brief one, but a disagreement we had had around a 15 minute audio designed for taking people into sleep, Mm -hmm. um, which had a very, not lullaby, but it has a very lulling um, quality to it. And so we decided on... So a certain type of instrumentation and then he plays back for me he bounces the first um, you know first draft right because we have these audio quality control sessions with each other and um, and there's electric guitar and I'm like wait when I hear an electric guitar I'm not about to go to sleep like I'm about to hit the party <laughs> like there's a live band at the bar or you know <laughs> And so it was really fascinating cuz I was kind of stuck in this closed-mindedness around how the guitar with the audio engineered elements that I don't know fully that right is your wheelhouse that mm-hmm. you bring um I just I was just like I was just a hard no to the the concept of the sound. I love the electric guitar but I was like mm Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh it's like it's like no babe and I also you know I identify as neurodivergent I am extremely sound sensitive many of the members uh that are with us and that love the sounds that we offer are also um you know it's a it's a neuro spicy friendly place and um and there's a lot of different sound sensitivities that people know they have when they come and there are others that they discover oh you know this is why I needed this space. And I didn't even realize I needed to heal from my experience of sound with say other musicians in my family, which is the story for some of our members. A lot of times when we have disagreements, I'm taking that stance of the sound sensitive, yeah. <laughs> neurodivergent person. And so I had this close mindedness around the sound I actually love, but in this context because everything is contextual long story short i was i was like we gotta do this with an acoustic like absolutely this is crazy and then he does it with the acoustic sound and i listened to it and then i listened back to that one and i was like damn
1: nope that's not it
0: was a good moment to like check my ego and, <laughs> and um and I mean, it, was to to <laughs> it was a good moment to be wrong guitar it was a good moment to be wrong Um, because ultimately all of this is in the name of the experience of healing, right? So who cares, frankly, if I got it or he got it or whatever, it's, it's about what is going to serve, what is going to support, um, the healing or the experience that somebody wants to have. This episode is brought to you by Sexy Sound Healing, the audio streaming platform revolutionizing the sound healing experience. This multi-genre music is engineered with scientifically proven healing frequencies that support everything from optimized brain function and trauma release to intuitive development and spiritual liberation and, yes, sensual pleasure, so that you can energize your body, activate your voice, and embody your power. Visit sexysoundhealing.com today to get your free trial. I think we've... We've definitely improved our communication and understanding how we use the same words to mean different things. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's always part of working as a team with anyone, right? Is the, the finding that place of understanding in every single context. And because we're creating such different audios that context is constantly changing. Right.
2: I love hearing about this process and just its complexity all of the details uh, for you to really take someone on a journey, it really stood out when you said the frequency of the emotion is embedded in the audio. That's truly incredible that you can do this whole journey just with sound and there doesn't have to be, you know, thought and mind conscious processing but someone can have this healing clearing experience just through listening and taking the journey in that way. Yeah. You've shared so many incredible elements of your process and what you're making here. Um, I want to know about what your favorite part is of all of this.
1: I mean, I think that what I was saying earlier, I think that what's exciting um, about, I mean, I've always had a goal that there's no point in doing music if I'm not impacting people in some way. So there's that. And that's, that's great. And I love that. Um, but again, I also have selfish reasons. I think that, um, I have this goal of continuing to improve my skill and and being a producer and creating. Um, and so I think what's most exciting about this is being able to, Say okay. Next week, um, I have to basically um, learn a completely new genre that I haven't really listened <laughs> to. And like, what's coming up next week? Uh,
0: An ode to Carnaval. Oh yeah, carnival, Caribbean carnival music, Oh it. my goodness! So I can't wait. So.
1: <laughs> and so yeah, I've I've listened to that music before. I've danced to it before at friends gatherings, um, but I've never really taken the time because part of the thing about being a producer is is really. Um, you start you start. I noticed this as soon as I began to record my own music, I start to listen with a different ear instead of an ear that just appreciates yeah. the overall com, you know, composition, like oh, fun song, catchy lyrics. I can move to it. It went from that to, oh, I I'm really interested in how that drum was miked. Or, oh, it's, that was a very interesting choice that they chose to use um, a Wurlitzer electric keyboard as opposed to uh, a Fender Rhodes electric keyboard. And just the, the little nuances um, of that. And so that's kind of part of the fun for me is, is. Okay, uh, this week I got to start listening to about a bunch of carnival music (laughs) and I got to listen to see, you know, and I get to do some research like, oh, what kind of drum was that? Oh, I just learned the name of a new kind of drum I never knew about. Um, I get to kind of understand different rhythmic patterns that are used. Uh, You know, all these things are are fun and exciting. And so that really keeps me interested in this. And then it's a fun challenge because then I have to take that and say, okay, now how am I going to like, make this something that will go back to, um, make a moving experience for somebody. And on top of that, make sure that the frequencies that we've chosen to kind of uh. facilitate, facilitate whatever that emotional kind of journey we want somebody to go on can actually work with this recording. Mm-hmm. So that becomes also thinking, okay, what key is it going to make sense that this piece is going to be in so that it doesn't cause dissonance with that frequency. This just a lot of stuff. So yeah, long story short, the challenge and the excitement of of kind of building my skill as a producer and doing new genres um, really keeps me excited about it for sure.
0: I forgot about... This is the part I'm not involved in, right? The part where he makes sure that the frequencies we're using (laughs) is actually matching the sound of the overall track. Mm -hmm. And it's not not a problem necessarily to hear the frequency. Um, Most people or I'll say many people simply don't like the sound of being able to hear it. So that's more of an aesthetic thing. Um, yeah, it's it's not a problem to hear a specific frequency, but a lot of times, even if you've ever listened on YouTube or Spotify or wherever, the frequencies are intentionally embedded deeply into the track. Um, so you're not necessarily consciously hearing them, Mm -hmm. but, um, And then the the other thing I wanted to speak to around frequency is that it's the frequencies aren't just emotion, right? We're using frequencies that support optimized brain function, like solfeggio frequencies, like connecting to love, connecting to uh, different power centers Mm -hmm. in the body, uh, frequencies that support releasing uh, physical trauma, Mm -hmm. frequencies that
1: help you get to sleep, (laughs) (laughs) which is a funny thing because I've had times where so part of my process is that I start with the frequency. That's like the first thing that I lay down on the track, so to speak. Um, and when we are doing a track that is meant to, you know, facilitate getting into a deeper state so that you could fall asleep easily, I'll be working on this track and, (laughs) and I'll forget to like, maybe I should mute the frequency while I'm tracking other instruments onto this. Cause all of a sudden I'll be playing. them like, God, I, I just feel really drowsy <laughs> and tired. I'm like, why do I feel like this? I need to, I need to finish this track. We got to get this track out soon. <laughs> oh, right. Hmm. I'm working on a track for sleep and I have the frequency going as I'm tracking. Okay. That's probably why. <laughs>
2: You're too good. <laughs> well, that speaks to the
0: point of, you know, how powerful frequency is, our bodies are mostly water. And so sound frequency uh, is more easily facilitated in liquid spaces in water. And so it is an involuntary experience to be affected and impacted by frequency, which is why understanding frequency is so important, Mm -hmm. because there are frequencies that support us and there are very harmful frequencies, many of which are all around us every day. And, um, I can imagine you <laughs> falling asleep at the <laughs> or feeling tired at the thing. For my favorite part, I have two favorite parts. One is, it's kind of similar to what you said, um, is experiencing how people receive the, the sound healing, whether it's what we're creating in Sexy Sound Healing, whether it is the weekly channeled music medicine doses, um, just what comes up for people, what they find themselves releasing, what space they're creating in their selves and their lives for prosperity. Um, the very real um, emotional release stories that we've heard, um, the stories of connecting to embodiment and pleasure mm-hmm. and having the safe space to do that. People get very amped up and juicy when, <laughs> and excited when I tell them that there's going to be a disclaimer <laughs> on an audio, um, like we have, we'll have for BDSM fantasy, like we had for engaging the juicy shadow, right? Because they can be inherently triggering, right? Hence the disclaimer, and we always say, you know, to trust, um, to trust yourself, and if something comes up for any reason we also of course have this massive body of work that can help them release anything that comes up. Um, but you know, having that information ahead of time so they can make an informed consensual decision is of high importance. Mm-hmm. But my favorite parts, I will say are definitely hearing what comes up for people and also hearing how people are using it. Um, cause it's really fun when members share back and forth. Okay. Well, I listen at this time of day when I'm doing this particular thing. Um, or just how they're integrating it into their lives. Like when I'm washing the dishes, when I walk the dog, I set 20 minutes aside to do this particular thing and journal the the weekly coaching questions that accompany the dose of music medicine for the week. A lot of times there can just be this fun kind of inspirational, like, oh, that's a good idea. I like that. And this whole concept too is so that it's integrated to every area of your life. It's not a meditation where you... Where it's separate, where you go to meditate and then you come back and live. It's like, no, no, this is all about everything that you're doing while you live. So it's really fun for me to hear how people are living with Mm -hmm. this, like, throughout their entire day. Um, So that part. And then my selfish favorite part is the fact that once an audio is complete, it is in rotation on my (laughs) On my devices. So, you know, I listen to probably 98% sexy sound healing music now. <laughs> you know, and I the music that I love in the world, and I'm also obviously in the music industry, so it's important to keep up and understand um, what's happening <laughs> in the industry. Um, but, you know, my morning routine, for example, I listen to the sovereign self-affirmation, embodying voice, and owning my body. And it, I love that one because it's spoken affirmations, singing affirmations, and there's it's a sexy rhythm, so there's movement. So I feel like I'm engaging my voice, my body, and my brain all at once. And, um, yeah, so my favorite part is when, when I'm hearing one of these audios and it's getting close to being complete, and I'm like, brah. I'm like, <laughs> yo, this is about to be... <laughs> playing all the time from my iTunes. Um, so yeah, my selfish, selfish why, <laughs> not my why, but my favorite parts uh, for personal reasons is that I actually get to enjoy this, right? This was created because I felt the gap, right? Like I won, wanted music to dance to and receive healing. So um, so just getting that feels really, really good.
2: That speaks volumes that you got this in your ear that this is the, what you want to listen to, because I mean, you've got a great taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard your, your list, you know, pre sexy sound healing. Um, and you know, music is one of your fortes. So that's very powerful and speaks to you tasting the fruits of your labor um. and you know, suckling that nectar, (laughs) enjoying every drop. And also um, that's incredible what you speak about the stories of people who are experiencing this and witnessing your work come to life, which I know as a facilitator, that's like the very best to to hear the real stories. So Mm -hmm. it's incredible that you haven't even started this very long ago and that it already is such a force in the world.
0: Mm, Thank you for that.
2: What is it like working together?
0: You go.
1: (laughs) I mean, I love it. That's, I've had my fair share of normal jobs, whatever that means. Um,
0: What does that mean? I don't
1: know. Uh, like you a know, nine to five? where you like go into a physical office space and you've got co-workers and sometimes they suck and <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> they suck <Like> and <laughs> they usually always suck.
0: Wow. And
1: then sometimes they're cool and it's, I, you know, like. And then you go, maybe you go out to the bar every once in a while and get a drink and you say more stuff than you should with your coworkers because it's all weird. Like the, the workplace, the corporate workplace environment is weird because you have to like, you can't be your true authentic self. You have to be your like true corporate self, which is like there's some rules and like mm. you can't just fully express. You have to like dress a certain way and you have to kind of like use certain language and everything is it's just stale. And so, yeah, working with your partner where it's like you're not only is this someone that you get to like express your love and grow with on a daily basis. And it and just like you could be authentically yourself at every moment. Mm-hmm. And that's so important to me like, to be my authentic self and, and be able to work with someone who I share my heart and soul with and get to make out with and all that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Lucky awesome. Lucky guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny because as you were talking about the corporate, so I've never worked in a corporate setting. Like ever. <laughs> ever. Yes, true. I have had many corporate clients and have spent years. Um, I first started in corporate events and so I got a lot of window peeking (laughs) into, uh, what it was like in a lot of different companies that were my, that were my clients across industries. And yeah, I would definitely agree with the sentiment that I would like to say, uh, maybe it's a philosophy, but I, I would like to believe that someone can be their authentic self in a corporate job, um, I don't have the lived experience because I never worked in one, (laughs) (laughs) but I believe there is a way to channel it somehow. (laughs) I think I thrive most when there's a great vision that comes through or an understanding of something that needs expressing, that needs birthing into the world. And it's kind of like Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic, you know, it's asking to be birthed through me that brings me such great joy in and of itself. And to co-create with, as you said, with somebody I fucking love, (laughs) I mean, um, I do want to say that when I chose to love you, which was a very conscious choice, and I remember exactly where I was in my parents' house on the family room floor, Deciding, literally deciding Because I had this kind of Come to truth moment with myself Where I was like If I'm going to love this man It's going to It's got to be unconditional love I can't love him any other way And at that time This was years ago now At that time I didn't even know What unconditional love was Mm -hmm. I hadn't experienced it But I knew That that was the only way that I would be with you. Um, And in retrospect, I realized that that decision, which I initially thought of as this important decision with myself around self-trust, because we were not, you know, We did not start off like, we love each other, we're getting married, you know. (laughs) We started off in very different places. I was nomadic. He was getting out of a long-term relationship. There was a lot of uncertainty. And so me making this decision, I initially thought it was a decision of self-trust, which it absolutely was, because it had nothing to do with Nathan, ultimately. It was me going, okay, no matter what happens, I've made this choice to love this person without condition. And I ran in my brain, I ran through some conditions, like some scenarios, right? To check myself and be sure this was a true thing I was going to choose. But I realized in retrospect now that that choice was actually the first act of unconditional love that I showed myself Mm. because I was choosing what felt true and right to me, not based on anybody else not based on anything else hell any dating expert would have been like that's a no he's emotionally unavailable what are you doing (laughs) don't waste your time right so it defied logic in a lot of ways and the reason i think that's so important for to share this context is that to be able to create with you the person with whom i experienced really what true love was and not the love that's talked about in movies or presented in media but this love without condition for me that was so important specifically around music because i also as a kid wanted to pursue music but had no safe space or support to do it Hmm. i'm actually realizing this right now as i'm saying this the connection between experiencing the unconditional love that we share and the lack of love that I felt around creating music specifically, Um, it's kind of like medicine in and of itself. Mm. We can have our differences of opinion on things as we often do and feel really confident in our differences of opinion and, you know, stubborn in our stance. But at the end of the day, we know we're a team and it's not about who's going to win or lose, but what are we co-creating for the betterment of everyone, for our own growth. Your growth as a producer, my growth as a curator and facilitator of the experience and the growth of the individuals and groups who, who listen. Yeah.
2: Um, I feel emotional. I don't remember your question anymore. (laughs) What was your question? (laughs) I'm just taking a deep breath. Like, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that stuff till just now. (laughs) Yeah, as you were sharing, I just was having a full body response. Mm. Just witnessing, choosing unconditional love of your partner while taking a leap and that being a choice of unconditional love for yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think is honestly, I mean, I will speak for myself, but I believe you're in the same page with me. Hmm. Like, honestly, that's the ultimate beauty of what we're doing here. Um, With sexy self-actualized and specifically with um, sexy sound healing is hopefully flicking on, that light bulb for some folks Mm -hmm. to realize it's all about unconditional self love first. Yeah. Like you're not going to, nothing else is going to really get in alignment and work out for you. If, if first you're not having that self love. And I think, you know, slightly off topic again, but not uh, totally related, actually (laughs) like that's, that's why we work. And that's why we work as lovers and a married couple. Um, but that's also how we work so well as co-workers, mm. co-creators, uh, <laughs> cool. because first we have that unconditional love for ourselves.
0: Mm. Yeah. And
1: I don't think that it would work if we didn't have that. I don't think we'd be married if, if we didn't have that, hmm. honestly.
0: Ooh, it's something to consider. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the world at large— I think what we're talking about is extremely rare, mm-hmm. which um, I think is another reason that I hadn't consciously considered. But now I'm going, this is why this is why I put so much effort into my pitch <laughs> to get <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> um, but I think there is something um, really important about representing together, mm-hmm. representing what unconditional love even means, first of all, and then what it looks like in action, in practice, and on the ground, right, in practicality. And um, yeah, it's it's easy to say like, oh, love yourself unconditionally, or it's easy for people to say, be yourself. It's like, wait hold on, everything that I've been raised to, to do or believe or talk about <laughs> like, in terms of what, how we're socialized in mainstream society is the absolute antithesis of that. It's like, judge yourself, belittle yourself, self-deprecate, um, feel guilty, feel not good enough, feel unworthy. I can hear, even in our talking, this kind of potential aspirational sentiment that someone could feel listening to this and that you don't have to feel this unconditional love and quote, feel like it's quote, perfect. And all of this stuff, my experience of unconditional love is, you know, when I leave that space of love, when I am in judgment of self or of you mm-hmm. that I remember home base, <laughs> Like I remember uh, where I have strayed from and right. I come back. And having had the experience of choosing unconditional love and actually you know, letting it be a choice, you don't fall into unconditional love. I don't believe that. I believe it must be a choice, mm-hmm. a something in you. Yeah, the, I just really wanted to emphasize the importance of returning to love whenever I might falter.
2: Wow. So we've dropped in. (laughs) I think that this conversation has really just named the transmission of sexy sound healing and sexy self-actualized. Well, especially sexy Mm self-actualized, that this is the underlying gift that you're sharing with the world. And it's an authentic transmission of who each of you is, and have chosen to be together.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds about right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that summation. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, it's it's incredible to witness and have. Like we we went there. Like I definitely felt my own emotions really coming up and just hearing you each speak of that. And for us to kind of go down that path of where this is emerging from. So I have one more question and then a little game. What we all want to know is how has sexy sound healing affected your sex life?
1: That's a good question. Um, did
0: not expect that.
1: I mean... You mean the music or the working yeah, together? I was just going to ask that. I think that there's <laughs> two different answers I could give. I think that, uh, I think, sonically speaking, the music, I mean, there's something about, personally, for me, creating something I feel good about. That gets good response, and I get the like from me. I get the app <laughs> from you. Well, that's a whole other level, but I was actually thinking like I was actually thinking just getting the feedback from oh, the from folks members, in the community yes, and, and how it's impacted them. <laughs> that's you know that's part of my mission is to have something that I create, um, you know, move somebody in some way, and so that in turn boosts my confidence, makes me feel good about myself. Um, I think confidence is a direct translation to like harnessing of sexual energy. Um, And so I think that that probably really has um, improved sex life because I'm approaching that more confidently because I'm like, hey, I I can make cool stuff and I've (laughs) birthed all this wonderful (laughs) stuff that has impact on people in the world. Um, so yeah, I would say sonically that, that, that definitely has improved. Um, I think I lost my train of thought, but the other thing I was going to say.
0: Oh, the working together.
1: Oh yes. And then working together. I mean, I think it's, you know, I I think I'm appreciative of. And you were touching on this earlier, the kind of dynamic that we have around not always seeing eye to eye in terms of musical taste and experiences that folks have. And I think that, you know, those those are like legitimate sort of micro sort of are. I don't even know if I want to call them arguments, but disagreements mm-hmm. or yeah. not alignments that we have. And I think working through those, I, you know, there's the whole stereotype of like some of the best sexes, you know, post fight makeup sex as they (laughs) call it right and so i think like something around the dynamic of like moving through disagreement and in strengthening our understanding of each other like i feel like i understand you musically a lot more than i did when i started this Hmm. um and it's feels good to like know your partner even more intimately in another arena of their life um and so i would say that yeah sure that impacts um positively as well
0: Hmm. I hadn't thought about what you just said, the or how I interpreted what you just said, the element of moving through a disagreement. Mm. And because there is, I feel like some type of vulnerability, which creates intimacy when it's resolved. Right. The turning point in a disagreement when somebody or both people decide to, you know, put down their strong wall that they're holding, Mm -hmm. (laughs) their stronghold. There's a sense of surrender, I feel like, that's very, um, at least from my perspective, when I am the one who releases the stubborn stronghold (laughs) on something. Um, Yeah, it feels like a very similar surrender to being physically intimate and surrendering to receiving you physically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I hadn't considered. I also am just, hello, audio fetish. I'm also just like turned on by the right sound. And so when the right sound comes through <laughs> and you're making this BDSM fantasy <laughs> audio, I'm very excited about this track. I'm like, <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. and I, what's interesting, right, is that because he's producing it and you know engineers the final product, he's gonna relate to the music differently. So I'm, I'm like, ooh, I want to like put this on in the bedroom, but that would bring up his analytical yeah. stuff. I like him <laughs> listening to the full production. I was so. like, why
1: did I leave that little? Oh
0: so <laughs> unfortunately, that part doesn't work. We don't. Um...
1: That trumpet sounds so <laughs> fake. Why did I do that? <laughs>
0: okay, I wouldn't have let that happen. That was hypothetical um but i will say this so we used to perform together folks who have followed us for a while know that we used to perform together as a folk duo called love angelists and we released an ep back in 2018 and there was one day where i think it was a saturday we had just had oh this man makes amazing food benefits i wasn't even asking for so good anyway um, so we had a great meal And afterwards, we started to have sex, and our album was playing, and we didn't turn it off. It just had started playing right beforehand. And I remember, I think we finished while, like, as the EP finished, and I just remember being like, that was the least sexy fucking
1: music
0: I don't ever. And it was like, there was something deep within me that just felt, that was such a problem. Like, why was that not sexy like that's us like we love each other like, why did it you know and I didn't yell all this to Nathan but I I brought up a little bit but it internally was like what <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> why does this music feel like the antithesis of sexy um and you know we were it was a different brand right different sound right. different different everything but um I remembered recognizing that lack of the element and. And I will say, at least for me, that I actually think a part of that was not owning my own power Mm. to allow that to come through. Mm. And so that realization was a really important turning point for me musically, because I was like, I don't want to make music that you can't love your partner to, period. You know, like if it's a particular song that's got a certain, you know, like, we're going to rage right now or whatever, that's cool. But if we're, if I'm singing about love, like (laughs) I Mm. wouldn't know that that's there. And even though we're not singing in Sexy Sound Healing specifically, or at least not typically, um, there is that element. So it's so fun to just actually spend more of the day, more of my day being in this energy because of what I'm listening to and because of what we're working on. So I would say me personally, I'm just more in that space Mm. as a result, um and then the other thing I want to speak to about working with a partner is the importance of boundaries um, the boundary between work and not work and I think that was something we had to navigate um, pretty early on because we you know we work from home both of our studios are side by side in our house and it's really easy to carry work stuff with you when you walk out of the studio into the rest of the house and when you're in work mode, especially if you're in analytical mode for any reason that doesn't necessarily lead to sexiness right away (laughs) so um once we got into a routine of um, having scheduled team meetings and either confining all of the work discussions to that or specifically asking for consent to open a space to discuss it at a different time. In fact, I think we did that this week, one of the nights, I was like, oh, can we actually talk about this, right? So it's a defined space, Um, not necessarily a physical space because we could be in my studio or his studio reviewing something, but um, just a mental space of this is where we're gonna go. And then when we're done, it's gonna be done, (laughs) right? So that there's space to be um, out of work mode and into sexy and every other
2: flavor of the day that sounds like an important uh boundary to set and totally. i haven't heard a lot of the love angelus music but it's hilarious hearing that because when we've talked about your music like when when you were just dreaming you know we were working with corporate clients together and i i remember one time asking you like what Like, what is your music? What is your genre? Some question about your music, and you just were like, "Sex." (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "I don't really care." And and I was just like, "Damn, girl!" Like, yes, (laughs) just claiming it, and in recognition that what that is is a much bigger definition than just like intercourse or just sexual relations, but it's this aliveness. It's this fertility, it's this possibility of living turned on. And so that's incredible that you get to, I, I heard you mention it, like spend more of your time in your day working on music that brings you into that state and that you get to, and that you two together are creating um music and journeys. And while it is all full spectrum, there's a lot of aliveness in all of it because it's this authenticity of self that is being invited forward. Um, So I'm just, I'm loving it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So we are, we had an incredible journey together. I have enjoyed this conversation so much and am really inspired actually um, from some of the things we spoke about. And I've taken a few notes as Lasara invited me to um, play a little game with you, Nathan. The first one is "say it sexy." sexy. And so I've just noted a few things that you've said throughout the episode that I want to invite you to say it again, sexy.
1: Ooh, all right. I'll
2: give him. I love the organ.
1: I didn't say that. It's kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do. <tell me>. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How am I
1: going to say this with a straight face? All <clears> right. <throat> you don't have to
0: be straight.
2: sexy face.
1: <clears throat> I love the organ.
2: <laughs> Ooh, dang, temperature rose. Hot up in here. <laughs> And I just think this is your word. So I want to hear you say it sexy. Frequency.
0: Oh my God, I think you're right. I think that is his word.
1: Hmm. Touche. Gosh, I kind of want like a little soundtrack behind me.
0: No, it's It's your voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean to accentuate the what I'm about to give y'all. Oh. <laughs> Frequency.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: supposed to hear some like 80s or 70s like porno music in the
2: background. not really
1: work without it. That's why I was
2: like. <laughs> I don't know if you hear the bird in the background, but there's a very loud bird here. So you had a little bit of backup. <laughs> Now I
0: get why you're saying the 80s porn. <laughs> <70s>. <laughs> Some decade of porn. Okay, one I wish more. I've seen his face. Oh my <laughs> God.
2: <laughs> On the side. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Listen with a different ear.
0: Ooh.
1: Listen with a different (laughs) ear. I like that one.
2: Oh, I love these. (laughs) I like that
0: one. That was good.
2: Okay. And now I'm gonna ask you to uh, make the sound of a couple things here. The first is a quote that you said be authentically yourself in every moment
1: Hmm. that's it (laughs) y'all
2: i felt it i felt the relief there
0: I like seeing the embodiment. Mm. I didn't realize that. The, I feel like I just learned something new about you. Because it just feels so you. good.
1: It feels good. When you're authentically yourself, it's just mm, right there. It feels uh, good. It's huh.
0: like a hand open on chest. Yes. <laughs> Firmly. Yeah, cool.
2: And the other one was you speaking on working with your partner. And you said, express your love and grow with on a daily basis. What's the sound of that?
1: (laughs) Gorgeous, yes. I didn't want to get too loud on that microphone. Mm.
2: And Lissara, I know you didn't ask me to do this with you, but I did want to hear you say this sexy. What? Divinity in human form. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Divinity in human form.
2: Good catch that with that line. Okay, one more for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't help it. So, and it is no matter what happens.
0: Oh. <laughs> no matter what happens. <laughs> I'm
2: just loving this Oh my goodness mm. And can you Please sh- share with me the sound Of Defied logic
0: Oh shit I'm like is it that <laughs> Hold on let me see <laughs> <laughs> That might be it Maybe that is We're Like art. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's fine. One final one final one. I wonder if you two together can say sexy self actualized. Sexy? Sexy. (laughs)
1: Okay. Sexy self actualized.
2: Dang, leaving me one for more. (laughs) You too. Come get it. (laughs) So I just want to thank you for having this conversation and, and taking all of us on this behind the scenes, little view of what you're creating and the inspiration and the complexity and the sexiness and, and the, the hard parts and all of it. Um, but really the, the inspiration of having, having this dream and that you two are bold enough to build it and to do it in such an embodied and authentic way. Mm. So thank you. And thank you. on behalf of the entire world and everyone benefiting <laughs> from this, like, <laughs> thank you. Mm.
0: Receiving. Thank you for your wonderful space holding and reflections as well.
2: My pleasure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Say she it sexy. said it sexy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so glad
0: you joined us for today's episode. I wanna hear from you. What were your takeaways? Do you have questions, aha moments, perhaps a favorite quote or sound? Let us know in the comments below, or you can visit us on our social media sites Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Now, if you're not already, make sure you hit the follow button. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that plus button. And if you can potentially see me right now talking to you on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel so that you are updated every time we release a new episode and also when i go live with q a's i cannot wait to connect with you talk to you soon